Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Lord, we thank you for allowing us into your presence this evening. Father, tonight I would like to speak on um, the Archangel Michael, because, dear Lord, we're hearing prophetic words in more than one place. Dear Lord, it, it's time, and the Mike, Michael has risen. You sent him. You've allowed him to stand up. People don't, <clears throat> I believe, do not really understand what that means. And I'd like to just review it in the scriptures quickly, that the people might understand and, and exactly how important this is. And I'd also like to show them something from Elijah that might help them in this time understand what to do. Lord, the name Michael is a very interesting name. They don't, they don't really understand exactly what it means, but you give us the indication of the meaning of it in the scriptures. If you break down the name, etymology of the name, you come up with a the name from Michael means who is like God, typically they say, or is who is like unto God. And they don't, you know, it's it's really, a, it's a broken down into three parts. The first part is a like a statement, and then the second one is like an inquisition, inquisition type thing, inquisitive. And then the third part is God. So it's like telling us to compare. In other words, the first one's like a comparison, then it's an inquisition, and then uh, it's God. So it's telling us who is like God. And what it's doing is saying very something very important. And you highlighted in Daniel 10, 21, you say, but I tell you what is noted in the scriptures of truth. And you're telling this is scriptures of truth means in the way of your words and in the way of the seven spirits. And it says, no one upholds me against these, we're talking about Satan's dominions, except Michael, your prince. And he is clearly the prince over Israel. But what prince is he? If we look in the history, and I've shown it in the charts, on the end time charts on the website, you can scroll down, you'll find a chart about the seven spirits which lists the um, position of the seven angels is the best we understand them. And you'll notice that the fourth spirit, the spirit of the counsel of the Lord, is who? Michael. That's very important for us because you give two things in the Bible that give indication of the timing of Michael. The first one you tell us very clearly is in Daniel 12.1, and you say, At that time Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time, and at that time your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. In other words, he's telling us Michael is standing up, and when he stands up, the time of the separation judgment is coming. When he stands up, it's a fact. It's coming. And we're being told in prophetic word by you for the first time that this is the time of Michael. 
that he has stood up and now we're to come and go forth and we're now not to turn to the right or the left but go straight and we must understand this. And you've given us many warnings in the prophetic word, especially this week. Lord, we are pouring out visions telling us that the war is coming, the judgment's coming, and so forth. And this time of Michael that you're telling us here correlates very closely to Mark um, 13, um, 19 to 20, and also Matthew 24, uh, 21 to 22. You told us there that the time of trouble is like nothing in time of all of history. That's the same thing. But you also reveal that this is Michael. It seems very clear because the mighty angel, the only one that can uphold your word, hold up, uphold for you, is the mighty angel, um, Michael. Why is that? In, in Daniel ten twenty one, when you were trying to come and he had to uphold or stand in your place, Stand in your place while you come to visit with Daniel was Michael. Why is that? Because he's, he has the authority of God to speak the counsel of you that you give him. And that's telling you that he is the archangel telling us that he is the archangel whom you choose to stand in your place. As you go to do about the work of making known your times and so forth. He upholds by your word and your counsel unto you, not replacing you, but he's like you. And he is to be, I mean, us, we are to be like you. Not that we can give counsel. We can give like a little God, which is what you said in John 10, 34 to 36, a son of God. And we also know in Jude 1, 9, Michael, when he does this, he never contends with the devil. When he disputes with the devil, it says very clearly in Jude 1, 9, when he was disputing about the body of Moses, he dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. See, He's saying the Lord rebuke you because he's speaking in the counsel of the Lord. And that means that Satan has no authority over him. And he does not want to make a mistake. He does not waver to the right or left. He doesn't argue. He doesn't curse. He doesn't do any of those things. He walks straight because he knows he's walking in the power of the Lord, which is in righteousness. And by that, he has power. He has authority. And we see this very clearly in Revelation 18 to 21. Well, let me back up a second. At the beginning of the day of the Lord, it tells us in Revelation 12, 7, that the war broke out in heaven and Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought. And and the dragon was cast down to the earth. In other words, they fought by how? By speaking the words and doing the words because the time had come. They stood by the testimony of the time. And they they could state that the Lord Jesus Christ never failed. He did all things correctly. And all things are true to this point in time. If it wasn't true, he could not have cast down Satan to the earth. Back in April 2003, when the words were open, which is what it's telling us, began the day of the Lord. 
and the casting out because he says at the same time he cast out the demon, the kingdom come. The kingdom comes with the words inside of us. So the words were open, which is what Zechariah 14.7 says. The entrance of the, his words gives light. And he said the evening will begin with light. Psalms 119, 130 and Zechariah 14.7. So we know that's true. Then you go to Revelation 18.21 and we come to this time we're in right now. This is this time being fulfilled. Understand, Revelation 18.21 is an interesting statement. Why is it at the back of Revelation 18.1? Because from the time, the beginning of 18.1 points to the time, points to the time where God says that the words were introduced. He says, the light shone upon the earth. And then he told the people, come out of the world because Babylon has fallen, but the people did not. And he gave them then all the instructions of what to do until now. But we have not heard him and we have not obeyed him and we have not obeyed him to follow what he said in Joel 2, 12 to 20. But even regard that. There is appointed times of the Lord. And it says that there is a mighty time when the, when the uh, angel stands up. Archangel Michael stands up. Daniel 12, 1 says, at that time, Michael shall stand up. The great prince who stands watch over the sons of the people, and there shall be a time of trouble. And that will end up in doing what? It will end up in the appointed day and hour known to the Father when the separation judgment will occur. We already know that the first section of the day and hour occurred when the day of the Lord, I mean, when the Father caused his words to be received on the earth. That was the beginning of the day of the Lord. Now we're looking for the separation judgment. And then we'll be waiting for the day and hour of the rapture event itself, which is the third thing. But now we're at the separation judgment. But now we've come to this time when the when Michael stands up, and you can actually say that in this time we're coming to at this point. We know that now we're come under the counsel of the Lord. That's very really serious. Because now we've gone past a time where we were supposed to get to, because to come out of the world by setting our part, our, ourselves apart by his words, which means we're sanctified holy, which is what John seventeen seventeen tells us, John fourteen fifteen to 17, Joel 2, 12 to 20. And then we were supposed to, we we're supposed to set ourselves apart. Then we we're supposed to receive the words of wisdom. And then we were supposed to do what? We were supposed to gain understanding of how to enable the good works of God. Then we're ready for this time of trouble. What This has come upon us, as I've warned you. This is the winter. The Lord said, don't let your flight be in the winter. Now it's very difficult. We must hustle. We must now walk and don't turn to the right or the left. And we must seek the knowledge of truth, the knowledge of the words of God. People have got to discern that the entirety of the Bible is, yes, it's a sword of God. But it is not the sword empowered with the authority of the power of the words of the king, which is Ecclesiastes 8.4. Because the words are revealed in there, and those who do not get the words will not be saved. He says they're lawless. They had the word, and they just believe in simple doctrine. They got milk knowledge, and they will not escape the dragon. Revelation 12.17 says he's going to attack those that have the knowledge of the Ten Commandments and the testimony of Jesus Christ. But they do not get the, the testimony of Jesus Christ. He tells us a very interesting statement on that. Testimony of Jesus Christ, he was sent into the world to make known the words, but they did not seek the words. They only believed that his blood is going to wash away their sins, but they don't know how. 
And Jesus tells us in John 5, 24, if you want to get eternal life and pass through these judgments, you must do two things. You must understand the voice. You must hear the voice of the Lord, which means to discern his words. And you must believe on the promises of the Father that those words enable. Because when we speak them and do them, whether we speak them or do the way of them, we enable these great promises. And we've come to that time. We're now coming to where the war is imminent. You can hear it. You can see it. The prophecies are telling us. We've said all this all this time. But we're in the winter, and it seems like this is that winter. And the Sabbath day is coming. The Sabbath day is what? That is the beginning of the morning of the day of the Lord where he reigns for seven years, which means the fall of this world empire is going to come suddenly. And in Revelation 18, 21, you see how. First, this is, first comes the revival. If you read and what this ties to is Luke 14, 24. It says, Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. And that word translated as violence is a terrible translation, I believe. Because what it means, the, the Greek word is hormina, hormima, it's only used here in the, in the New Testament. And what it means is impulse, a compelling event, which is exactly what the Lord is speaking of about in Luke fourteen twenty four. And he told his people to come out and, and eat the bread of the kingdom, which is the instruction of the word of God. And they're not doing that. They're hearing the prophecy. He tells us in Matthew seven twenty one to 23, there's mighty, wonderful people who are going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we uh, cast out demons and heal many in your name? using your name, receiving your prophecies and all these things. And yet God is saying those are going to be cast out as lawless because they would not hear the words when it was offered to them. They thought they had it. They thought they're filled with the Spirit because they're getting prophetic word and dreams and visions. It's not enough. You have to know what the blood of Christ paid for. How does you remove your sins? He tells us in James 5, 19 to 20, if, if we see that people do not have the knowledge of truth and we turn them to the truth, it'll cover a multitude of sins. The knowledge of his words is truth, John 17, 17. And we are required in John 17, 17 to be set apart from the world by those words. Just because you know the Bible doesn't set you apart from the world. The whole, Bible, the whole world knows the Bible. The devil knows the Bible. But the servants of the devil don't know his words. They can't call on his words, and they cannot get the spirit in them to discern the words. But the Lord tells you in Proverbs one twenty three that if you will turn to him, he will pour out his spirit upon you and cause you to know his words. But these people are not pouring out. They're not turning him to pour out the spirit upon them to cause them to know his words by which he made all creation, sustains us all, and controls all things. Because those words are going to keep you safe during this great time of trouble and pass through these judgments, like he says in John 5, 24, but we will not hear his voice. Those who are of the truth hear his voice. What he means by hear his voice means they discern his words and set themselves apart from the world by those words because they know that his words will never come back void, unlike the words we speak in our everyday language. And like all the words that we speak, we can read a Bible verse and it ain't going to chase the enemy away. But if you understand that verse and the way of the words and the promises of God that it enables, you'll be able to walk through that judgment. You know, 
at this time, it's very important for us to understand it. There is a text of Elijah. Remember when Elijah began in verse seven, uh, chapter 17? He says, the first verse says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the settlers of Gilead, Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, whom I serve, lives, if there will be during these years dew or rain except according to my word. In other words, he declared a famine, and that famine lasted th- three years because it was in the third year that the Lord sent him. And then he had him come up to Mount Carmel and so forth. And you know the story about the all that issue and Ahab and all that. But the point of it is, is for those three years, he was hidden by the Lord. And tomorrow night, we'll go through the thing about the woman. I- I'd like to... Um, talk about the oil and so forth that she had. But there's another verse, very important. Remember that uh, Obadiah, he had hidden some prophets, 100 prophets, uh, 50 in one cave and 50 in another cave, and he was getting them bread and water, and he was keeping them during the time when Jezebel wanted them all killed because she had the prophets of Baal all through the nation. And Obadiah was sent to look for water because they were trying to even save the animals. There was nothing, no water anywhere in the place. And a famine of the word is coming. A famine of food is coming. Remember the the, the uh, third seal judgment is a famine. They're going to have bread because he's going to cause them to have instruction. And that's what he's talking about. They're going to have a hard time. But the oil and wine will not be harmed. And we'll talk about the oil and wine tomorrow night. Another way you might understand, because it's very important we understand about the oil and wine in this day. And I want to make that clear by itself. But tonight I want to focus on Michael. Michael is saying he's godlike. And he upholds against the devil and overcomes. And our job is to be like Michael because Revelation 15 tells us, and Revelation 14, we're, we're to overcome the beast, the mark, the number, and the image of his name. And we will stand before the Lord with harps. That will occur if we overcome and if we're like Michael. To be like Michael, you need to know the way of the four spirits. Because he is the fourth counsel. Always the three have gone before and he's bringing that counsel. And that counsel upstones. Remember, the devil can only test the Lord three times. And he doesn't mess with Michael. And Michael doesn't joke. Michael doesn't curse. Michael doesn't get angry. Michael speaks the word, the counsel of the Lord. The word of the Lord rebuke you. Do not use it in reviling. He didn't use it in reviling. He used it for appointed time. And now he's throwing the millstone into the thing, into the sea. And he tells us that the waters, that's what he's talking about, Revelation 17, 17, 15, is the peoples, the nations, the multitudes, and their languages. And what's he going to do? He's going to reveal that they've deceived the people by using a false language, the admiralty law and all this. They're going to understand that for the first time. They're going to wake up and see the deceit that's been going on by that. They're going to see and understand the the live birth record is treated us like dead men walking because what we are is they're trading in our in our souls. They consider us dead, not living. All the people of the world are considered that way. Only a few 
are set apart as living people under their divine law, which is wrong because it's based on St. Thomas Aquinas' writings, which did not have the knowledge of the words, and it's not accurate. And it doesn't honor the truth, and it's deceitful. So what I'm trying to say is when you go back to Obadiah, Ahab was searching for water, and he sent Obadiah one part, and he went another part. And they're searching for any place that there might be some water to to get for some animals. And Obadiah runs into Elijah because Elijah had been told by the Lord to go to see Ahab and confront him because he's going to bring rain. But he's going to do something before that. But the interesting thing, it's really important for us to understand is this. It testifies here that in the time of famine, Elijah, and it's important to understand, Elijah was likened to a follower of God. God's words. Let me let me look at his name here for you real quickly and read it to you what he's saying. The name, I'm in the wrong one here. Let me get, uh, I'm sorry, I, I lost my screen, so <laughs> I had to get it back. Um, the name Elijah, the, um, it's, a very interesting name because they, he says he's Elijah from Tishbite, and they don't know the meaning of Tishbite. They have an idea, whether it's that he's from the city of Tishbite or not. But the, the Hebrew Bible, which I read the scripture to before, tells us that he was from the settlers of Gilead. So he was from Tishba, but of the settlers of Gilead. So they don't really know what Tishbite means. But the name of um, Elijah is, uh, reads God the Lord, or strength of the Lord, or Yahweh is God, or Yah is God, but it's testifying of God. And it's very interesting that they they relate it to God, but it's kind of interesting that they're talking about, and part of that, when you go to like the name, uh, in the, the Greek name of it and so forth, they're talking about the name Elijah, it reflects like the sun. And the Lord is coming at the sun of righteousness, rising as the sun of righteousness. So he's walking in righteousness and bearing witness. What, what, it's, what I'm trying to point out is that the works of Elijah, if you go and analyze them very carefully, it's pointing to the works of God for all of it being created for the kingdom. In other words, the finishing of it, the completion of it. That's why I believe God took him because he was zealous to do this in the right way and walk in the right way. And he's walking like Michael. He's who's like God. And he's testifying. And that's why he spoke in the name of the Lord. And so forth when he's in here. But it's likened God. But how does he speak? He speaks in the way of the words of God. He does the things in the way of the words of God. And he absolutely believes in the words of God. We're going to show some of that tomorrow night as we walk through Elijah on this. Tishbite meaning, or Tishba, they, they don't really know. They, they think of the, the name being, uh, you know, related like uh, uh, Answer Man, Answer Man of Gilead. Tishba has, a, has an interesting name to it. I was trying to look here. Uh, if I got it in my notes, and I don't think I do tonight. 
we'll go over that tomorrow night a little bit more and it'll be more clear and I'll, I'll have it more clear for you. But uh, it, it, it's very important to understand that this relationship to Michael for this time is very clear. Elijah was always pointing to these times and we're going to see that in the lady with the oil, the lady he stayed with during that time. We're going to see something interesting about her and about his instructions to her and why he gave those specific instructions and we should think like he thinks. That is what I'm trying to point out. We should think like he thinks. Now, we go back to looking at at the name of um, um, of, uh, Michael and we think at the end time here of Revelation 18.21 and Michael Angel stood up and took a stone which always represents the word of God and the stone, he says, is like a great millstone and he threw it into the sea. What's that mean? It means it's the finishing of the judgment. He says it's time of trouble because what it does, when he sends that word, he's telling us that the word we've heard, we should have gotten by now. It's a compelling event. And if you read that in Luke fourteen twenty four, read it from 15 to 24, it should make you extremely nervous. Because what it's saying is if, you, if you're the preacher of today, you should be very nervous because he's called out his words and people wouldn't receive it. And he says that because they wouldn't come and eat the bread of the kingdom, which is the bread of the instruction of the word of God, the words of God that enable all his great promises, because they wouldn't come that, he says they will not taste of his food. And he tells us in John twelve forty eight that we're going to be judged by his words. He tells us in uh, Ephesians five twenty five to 27 through Paul, which he tells you in verse 32 is the mystery of the church. He says, what is that mystery? It is the mystery of we must be washed by the water, the word to be made spotless. The water. In other words, the, the stone, the words are going to be cast into the water and you've got to make a decision. The knowledge of the words have been called out and spoken out for 14 years come this April. There's no excuse not to have heard the words. The preachers rejected it. They will be held accountable for not having the words into their house. I would hate to see them come to the the Sabbath day, which is the beginning of the seven-year reign of Christ on the earth, which is explained very clearly in Daniel 7, 9 to 14. Look at verse 12. It says that there's a time, a season and a time, when the beast kingdoms have no dominion. And it tells you in Daniel 9, 27, he's going to rule the earth for seven years. That's the whole time of the morning. The Antichrist does not come forward until the noon time of the day of the Lord, which is seven years and a few months from now. That's when he reveals himself. That's when the 10 kings and the Antichrist reign together for 42 months. Right now, they're all going to be overthrown. There's going to be a separation judgment. And for the first 21 months of that or so, according to Revelation uh, 8, 1 to 4, I think it is, they're going to be under the plagues while his people are being refined. There's going to be a separation. All the things that the sealed judgments of, you know, the sealed judgments have been calling out the words, calling out the sword, calling out the food, the bread of the instruction, warning of the counsel of the Lord coming, the beast and the, and the death is coming. That's what Michael's bringing. He's bringing that counsel now. And the judgment comes. There will be martyrs because the people are going to have to make a choice because the militaries are going to come against them and they're going to kill all the Christians if they will not hear. But those who hear the words, Satan has to leave them alone, Revelation twelve sixteen. Because when they have the fourth spirit, 
Remember, he can come three times, but he won't touch you that fourth time because he's coming against Michael. The counsel of the Lord, symbolic of that. That's why Jesus told us to ride the four spirits. And all we've done in the church is say, oh, if anybody tells you that first rider of the white horse is anything but the Antichrist, that's an abomination straight from the pits of hell. And those people who said that need to repent before God and be greatly ashamed because they denied the, the way of the seven spirits of God. And they denied the knowledge of truth. They denied the spirit of God. They denied the teachings of the scriptures. And they denied the work of Revelation 18, 1 to 4, that the light has come. And they're to leave the, the people of the world. Instead, they went out and signed on with the FEMA management teams to help them, like Hitler's people, put them in the prison camps so they can gas them to death. Because they got these thermoplasma ovens that will destroy the bodies at this time. They'll put them on train cars and, and send them there, and those things will be burned up, and they'll harvest the gold right out of the body. All the gold, metatomic gold and all that, they're going to be trying to collect out of your body. Because they don't care about you. They don't care about anybody except themselves. That's what they're planning to do. That's why Michael has to stand up. But he is going to stand up. And he's done that. The Lord is saying that he's done that. And the millstone's been received on earth. We've got to decide what words we want. He said we've got to take either the words of the dragon or the words of Jesus Christ, which is the words of God, Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. And he told us in Deuteronomy 18, 19, if we don't take these words, we'll be held in account. The good news, as I pointed out with Elijah and Obadiah, let me read that verse for you. When the Lord tells you to come out and you come out, he will keep you. And it says this, let me read from verse, um, I'll read from verse six. This is they, Ahab and Obadiah, divided the land between them to pass through it. Ahab went on one way by himself and Obadiah went on one way by himself. Now, Obadiah, verse 7, says, Now, Obadiah was on the road, and behold, Elijah was in front of him. He recognized him and fell on his face, and he said, Is this you, my master, Elijah? And he said to him, This is I. Go and tell your master, Here is Elijah. And he said, What have I sinned that you have delivered your servant into the hands of Ahab to kill me? And as the Lord lives, as, and as the Lord your God lives, if there is a nation or a kingdom where my master, Ahab, has not sent to search for you, and they have said he is not there, and he adjusted the kingdom and nation that they did not find you. And he adjured the kingdom and nation that they did not find you. Otherwise, he gave it a hard time. He made him swear to the fact that he didn't find him, and he'd kill him. And now you say, go tell your master, here's Elijah, and he says, if I go tell him that and you disappear, he's going to kill me. But you notice what they're saying here? For three years, they searched everywhere for Elijah, and everybody was looking for him, for afraid of fear of Ahab and Jezebel. They could not find him in any nation. He said there wasn't a nation or a kingdom. They did not go search. But he was just there at the brook for a while, and then he was at the, that lady's house the whole time. And they couldn't find him. See, when, it's like I said, when Jesus had, they, they picked up the stones, Jesus walked right between them. Because the Spirit of God is with you when you have the counsel of the Lord. Satan cannot come against the counsel of the Lord, so those who are demon-possessed can't do anything to you. This is what it represents. They can't touch you. If you're walking in the way of the words of God, this is the way it'll be. If they come against you at this time, they're going to get the plagues in a great way. But 
we have to do our job. We have to tell them the truth and then they're going to be judged by that truth and they better fear the Lord if you speak the words truth to them and then they do something against you in any way. It says willful sin, Hebrews 10, 26, will be paid for by the wrath of the fire, the fiery wrath of God. It's a guarantee. And that's what you have walking and and you're working with that promise of God. Don't let, don't come against anybody with the words. It's not wise. Don't let them be arrogant. Michael doesn't offer a reviling word when he walks in the way of the counsel of the Lord. You're walking with the might of the holy God. You don't have to worry about these things. God is going to bring you to the victory. Even Elijah, in this time, when, when he did that, remember that the he, he, he did the oil thing with the ladies we'll talk about tomorrow night, and then that boy died. And it's the only record in the Bible where a man brought the boy back to life. Elisha did something miraculous there, but it doesn't say he was absolutely dead. May have been. But this one's very clear in First Kings 17. It's very clear there that he was dead. And he asked him to return the soul. And Elisha was saying that, you know, the soul hasn't been sent yet. Something like that. So you see the difference between the two. But Elijah was that powerful. And Elijah's been in heaven. He's going to come back in the midst of the morning for the purpose with Enoch to govern over the earth. And he will be governed with the fire coming from his mouth and so on. But we should be raptured by that time because we have these three and a half years coming to be raptured while the famine of the word is on the world. What he did before, he'll do again. So please, this is uh, just teaching. Take it the way you, 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 you understand it and consider it and let the Lord guide you in the truth. But look up the meanings of uh, Michael. Look up the, the verses in there and understand that the Lord is saying by prophetic word that he's risen, that time has surely come. We're in the winter time. It agrees with the scriptures. Um, that agrees with the events that's happening in the world. I've told you about the they're creating chaos and they're creating like they want arguments and they want everything between everybody. They want hate to come. They want all this. They want everybody fighting against each other. Everybody with different opinions. Everybody like this. That's the spirit of the devil. That's the devil working right now. And you got to dis- disregard that and look, focus on the word, focus on the work of the harvest because this is the time for revival. We must have the revival. We must do our job of harvesting as people. That is what we're all about at this time. Okay, tomorrow night we'll talk a little bit more about Elijah and I, I'm excited to talk about it because I think there's some really interesting things you'll learn about the way the word's in doing that. Lord, we appreciate all that you do for us. We ask you, Lord, to guide us in truth and help us, Lord, to come into clarity and understanding of these times that we might do your will, that all things would be done by the way of your power, the way of your might, which is by the way of walking humble before you and speaking your words with righteousness. We praise you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. Let all of us be guided by your truth. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.